Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. From the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. So we're used to it a little bit anyway. Uh, but it does look like midweek on, it's going to be much uh, more pleasant. So, you know, it'll be a good time to get out there and do our fertilizing and things. I wouldn't get in a big hurry this week to prune anything just yet. Oh, maybe it's okay if you want to prune back bougainvilleas. But uh, a lot of our other plants, we probably want to hold off a little bit before we do. Well, this is the Listener Participation Program. We have the lovely Shira here on Phones and Music. You can give her a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We could talk about the landscape your dreams, where to grow it, what to grow it, how to grow it. If you have solutions or something different you're growing at home, we would love to hear from you. And uh, so we've got some lines open. We always start off with some open phones. We get to the end of the hours and it gets a little tighter. So if you got a new, new idea, a new thought, now is the perfect time to give Shira a call. We are here just the week before, uh, you know, the days are getting shorter. It can't, it's amazing to be 115 with days this short, but uh, perhaps... Uh, you know, it looks like by midweek we're going to have that monsoon coming in. And so that would be a good thing. Um, can you just hit me that? And, and so we'll take our first caller this morning. Looks like uh, Walt and Chandler. Good morning, Walt. Uh, good morning, Brian. Uh, I like your show. Listen every Sunday. But I'm calling about a problem I have with a, an olive tree, a fruitless olive. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been losing. It has like five trunks. And uh, it's pretty big. It's, I'd say it's about 25 years old. It, but it's been losing branches, and it lost one of the trunks uh, since March. The first one came down, big ones. Uh, first one came down in March, and uh, the la- latest one came down earlier this week. I well, wonder what the problem is and what, what could be done about it. 
Well, probably, Walt, the best thing to do with it would be to prune it back. And I'd probably hold off that uh, pruning process for another three or four weeks. But if you'll reduce the size of the limbs, the structure will be stronger and they'll hold up. Now, last year we had some pretty phenomenal weather so that the foliage in March was probably as heavy as it's ever been. And uh, that would tend to have longer branches, you know, breaking and collapsing more. So that would kind of make sense that happened then. And then this past summer, you know, we've had the driest, hottest summer we've ever had. So that's going to weaken some things up as well. But with olive trees, they prune very well and respond well to pruning. And if you look at the old olive orchards like, you know, over in uh, Greece and ones that are two and 3,000 years old, the trees are pruned back dramatically. And if you let them just grow big and wild, and depending on the variety of olives, but uh, they can they can tend to break large limbs. Okay, so your, your, your advice is to prune it back. It's pretty high. We mm-hmm. just moved into the in 2019, and it was there, and it was, uh, you know, but nothing started to happen until this year. So your advice is to prune it back. Yeah, prune it back, and you know, I, I would say you could prune it back by up to a third. And uh, about a third. And if you want to do that, the best time to do it, you know, going forward this year is like mid September. Okay, mid September. And, pro- and probably do something else that after you prune it that you probably never had to even think about. You might even fertilize it. And uh, okay. and watered like once every two weeks for, uh, you know, from September through uh, November. And it'll put out some new growth, flush back in, and uh, away it'll grow. You know, the nice part about olives, they'll outlast us. Okay. And how about other trees where, where you lose or I lost limbs? And well, it, dep- not in the- it, it, it depends a lot on what they are. You know, with, with some trees, it's, it's better to prune them back now. Um, but, you know, if you want to do general pruning on a lot of old hardy varieties here, like, you know, things like eucalyptus and those, you know, really holding off a few more weeks till we're going to get past the real extreme heat, prune, uh, you know, September, and that way we've got time for them to grow back through November and you'll have new foliage come back and have the trees look pretty happy and healthy. Okay, so your 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 advice for this for the olive trees to prune it back, and because I've had branches on other trees, and I can't think of the name of it right off the bat. Okay, but it uh, I had another branch come down big time, and it it's got a lot of foliage. So well, maybe it, that's it, it's like, just in general, you know, the fall is a good time to prune. You know, some some things we don't prune in the fall because we're late for our crop on our citrus and things like that. But, you know, just in general for pruning trees, fall is a great time to do it. What I would really recommend to you, Walt, is whenever you hire an arborist or tree printer or, or gardener or whoever is going to prune your trees, go out and inspect some of their work first. Go out and look at some uh, referrals from customers they have and take the time to do that. Because if, you know, I think a lot of us are pretty picky about the way we want trees to perform, what they want them to look like. And there's a lot of different thoughts and concepts on how to prune trees. So go out and inspect some of their work and get some referrals before you have somebody prune them. Okay. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Thanks, Walt. Have a nice weekend. Same to you. Bye-bye. Uh, next up, we've got Neil in Queen Creek, then Mark, and then it could be you. All you have to do is give Shira a call. The number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Good morning, Neil in Queen Creek. Good morning. Um, I've got a question. I seem to be having trouble with um, some Italian cypress. I planted two back in February, I think it was. One died off fairly quickly. I replaced it with one I got from the nursery rather than one of the big box stores, and it's been doing better, but it seems to be dying from the bottom up. 
Well, they can thin out from the bottom if they don't get sun. That wouldn't be unusual. And Italian cypress uh, get devoured by spider mites, and especially when we don't have any rain. So, you know, one of the things you want to do as part of their care is to hose them off about once every three or four weeks and wash the whole plant completely off, and that'll wash away the spider mites. And then you might even treat them with a systemic insecticide for spider mites. But spider mites love Italian cypress. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering about the watering. I It's on a drip system, but it, I'm using soaker hoses around the root ball. Mm-hmm. So on younger plants... And should I... Neil, you'd probably want to water them twice a week, and you have to get the water down to a depth of probably a foot deeper than when they were planted and probably a foot wider than when they were planted. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for the help. All right. Thanks, Neil. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Mark and Chandler. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I have some pixie or torch glow. Bougainvilleas, I'm not sure which they're called. They're the same plant. Which, so. <laughs> which, by the way, I'm not sure why everybody doesn't have. These things grow with no effort at all. You can trim them short. You can let them grow to five feet. You can do whatever you want with them, and they just keep growing back. They're absolutely beautiful. Everybody should have them. Anyway, can I take a clipping from that and just shove it in the ground and get and have it propagated new Well, it's not quite that easy, but it's not difficult either. You know, the torch glow bougainvilleas, we'll call them, are, you know, a wonderful plant here, grow up kind of acatillo form. But if you want to grow them from cuttings, what you want to do is take little cuttings that are like a little bit smaller than a pencil in diameter and take cuttings about three inches long. And you want to dip those into a rooting hormone and put them into a light soil mix. Um, you know, propagation mixes usually have perlite and peat moss, so they're pretty light. And just kind of keep them moist. Now, they, they will be one of the easier plants to root, and they should root out for you fairly well. But uh, just going in the ground, it probably won't work. Okay. That's what I think I do. I think I'll stop by your shop and pick up a new one. All righty. Thanks, Mark. They are, they're, they're, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. They're one of my favorite plants as well. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Mark. Bye-bye. We're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have three lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Beautiful Sunday morning, and uh, we do have some lines available still. You can give Shira a call at 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTAR with the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. So let's see. Who do we have next? We have uh, Brian and Scott. Brian and Phoenix. Hello, Brian. 
Hi. Good morning. Brian, I listen to your show. Uh, like your show a lot. A simple question, I think. I've got uh, the Bermuda grass is, is good. Uh, I've got a lot of weeds throughout, um, some crab grass and other types of weeds that I want to uh, to get rid of. I usually get the weed and feed, uh, just like go to Home Depot, but I'm actually there now. And I bought a bag of spectricide uh, weed stop. Um, so it says it kills 200 types of weeds. Are all, is that like six of one half of, well, whatever you say it. Well, six Brian, I'll tell you what, if you have trees and shrubs around the lawn, I wouldn't use weed and feed, especially this time of year. Uh, you'd be better off to hold off a few weeks. Go ahead and fertilize right now with just a regular 21-7-14 lawn fertilizer. Uh, mow it uh-huh. short and then put down a pre-emergent. Are you going to plant a winter lawn? Yeah, we're going to do the winter lawn probably, what, October is a good time, maybe? Well, September, that's better for, your, better for your summer lawn the longer you wait. So, you know, oh, it's yeah. going to be I'll difficult. The reason why you have so many weeds is because you let the Bermuda, you let the ryegrass grow longer in the spring, and the Bermuda grass was weak. It didn't have the capability of choking the weeds out. And okay, you can't so use two, don't, you maybe. can't yeah you can't use two four D type of uh, herbicides this time of year because it's too hot and they volatilize and you stand a good chance of killing everything in your yard. So okay, it, it, even said, though it said safer lawns, it's spectricide safer lawns. Yeah, but, I, but you know it's got different I'll temperature probably. things, and the problem is it's it is yeah. safe for lawns. It's great for lawns, but it's terrible for trees and shrubs because they cut them as plants, the same yeah. as weeds. Uh, okay, and so let hey, me just return it. I'm I'm here now. I'm just I mean, yeah, just, just pick up some twenty one seven fourteen lawn fertilizer instead okay and uh okay and and fertilize uh, most short water well and uh you know if you'll plant your ryegrass somewhere mid-october and then if you'll the the biggest thing is to keep your summer lawn good is come along and put a pre-emergent down uh after your ryegrass is up so let your ryegrass grow for a month or so and then put down a pre-emergent then put a pre-emergent down again in the spring and that should get rid of all the weed seeds and if you want your lawn to be really happy and healthy in the summertime you want to kill the ryegrass at the end of april Okay, kill it in April and then put the so the pre-emergent instead of the weed and feed. Right, the pre-emergent is going to be safe. It, it's but you can't use pre-emergent before your ryegrass. So you won't have any ryegrass. Right, use it after after use it, use after it, it's it established the after after the rye's been up for about three weeks. Uh, oh, okay, pre-emergent, and I get that. Any other, well, probably over at Whistle. Oh well, yeah, we, we love to sell your products, but you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot there's a lot of places you can buy things, and right. you know, this all shows right. for everybody. So, all right, all right, Brian. Okay, all right, thanks, Thank Brian. You. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we got Sherry in Scottsdale. But after Sherry, it's wide open. The number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Good morning, Sherry. Hi. How are you? Oh, enjoying the morning. It's pretty up here in Sunny Slope. And the, and the weather is just ideal in the studio. <laughs> yeah, well, not not so beautiful outside. Not yet. No, anyway. It was high yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, I have two gardenia bushes in front of our house, um, in front of the two pillars to the entryway, Mm -hmm. and they're old. They've been there, you know, I don't know, 20 years, and um, they've always survived the summers, but this summer was really hot on them, and they sort of developed bare spots in, you know, in there, Mm -hmm. and um, the leaves turned um, brown. So I just wonder, I mean, I really tried to give them lots of water, but is there any particular vitamins they need? Well, there's a product called Super Thrive, 
You can buy it anywhere, and it's vitamins oh. and hormones, and it does work wonders. Okay, so it's a really good thing to use for stress plants, and so I would use that. Mm-hmm. And then, in addition uh-huh. to it, if you use a fairly high, it's uh, more acidic fertilizer, would be better. You know, so you could you could even if you actually drink coffee, it's a great place for your coffee grounds to go because that'll well, help to acidify okay. the soil. A little soil sulfur work, or there's a, a fertilizer called mere acid which is a more acidic fertilizer. It's like miracle Grub, but just more acidic, and it works well in gardenias, too. I see. Okay, what was the name of the first thing you said? I've got to write super it down. Super Thrive. So like super, super califragilistic, expialidocious, yeah. just the super part, and then thrive like you want it to be happy and come back. So Super Thrive, and it was developed by a, a wonderful person who went to Stanford, built his company in Los Angeles, and he worked till he was 98 years old. And uh, wow. he knew a lot about vitamins, let's put it that way. <laughs> but, uh, okay. you know, we use it commercially in the nurseries and things. And, you know, we buy it. It's, it's pretty expensive in larger containers. But, you know, with heat stress and transplanting, it's just a great product to use. Okay. All right. Great. So gardenias are a little sensitive. They're well, you know, if hard. you have a, especially we have one now, it's called a Miami Supreme that's hardier. But you probably have a gardenia vichai. Um, you know, which is the little dwarf, more compact when by nature. And uh, so mm-hmm. you've, done, you've done very well to keep it happy for 25 years. And, uh, you know, you don't want to lose old friends. So I would I would go after That's it right it. now and help it out a little bit. Then, you know, as the weather breaks about you know, in the middle of September, 1st of October, you could prune it back some so that more light goes in the interior and it'll fill back in. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Prune it back. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Hey, Sherry. One little pointer when you're pruning back a plant like that gardenia, it, it looks a little funny, but if you'll prune back one side of it first and let that rebud and put out new growth and then come back and prune the second portion of the plant, it'll come back much faster and easier. I see. Okay. All right. Good tip. Thanks. Have a nice weekend. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that leaves us with uh, wide open phones, and I can see the look in Shira's eyes. She's getting lonely back there, and she's just playing around with music and things, and I don't know what she's drinking in that big cup, but I don't think it's coffee. <laughs> At any rate, give her a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We could talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, what to grow, how to grow it, why to grow it. Um, certainly a lot of different styles on watering. Um, you know, there's a lot of plants that have been hurt. And some of them are going to come back and some may not. But uh, when plants are weak and they're hurt, um, you know, you got to give them a little extra attention. You know, one thing we've seen a lot of problems with around the valley had been the agaves. And agaves and some of the cacti, especially like golden barrels, you know, we think of those as just being hardy and, and really not needing any care. However, when we have a month like we did back in July, they really succumb to the heat. And when plants are weak, you know, many bad things happen. But the thing that's happened to a lot of agaves, they've been attacked by weevils and insects. And uh, then they go through and basically devour the root system. The plant's natural immunities just aren't intact. And you're going to see a lot of weird and bad agaves. But if you have agaves collapsing around your house, you probably want to remove those right away. And any other agaves you have uh, that may still look healthy, you probably want to treat. And uh, you could treat them with a contact insecticide called Talstar, which can kill the, the larger things that are feeding on it. And then also probably use a systemic insecticide like a bear grub control to go through the plant system, make some toxic to the other insects. If not, you know, those beetles and bugs will be there and just be drinking all your tequila. Next up, we've got Miles and Scottsdale. Good morning, Miles. 
Good morning. Uh, just a quick question. I wanted to put a fig tree in the backyard. It would be about eight feet away from the pool, but only about three feet from the pool deck. I'm wondering if that's going to be a problem. And what type of tree, Miles? A fig tree. Um, it won't be a problem other than the fact that you're going to probably have some birds feeding on the figs, you know, and you're going to create okay. some mess that way. But as long okay. as you deep water it, um, and the nice part about figs is you can prune them to shape and prune them to fit, you know, so you can keep it pruned back in an area like that and it'll be fine. And they'll take quite a bit of heat. You want to be a little mindful if the, you know, not to have it on the west side of a wall. Because in that location, okay. the, the really the, the expensive heat in the summertime might be a problematic for it. And the best time to plants wait until October. October. Okay. Uh, another question. Can, can you plant one of those in a pot on a patio? I mean, would they grow that way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can grow figs in a container. But if you want to keep one in a container for a long time, what you want to do is plant it in regular soil, not not in potting soil, and uh, okay. probably have it on a southern location so it gets full sun all winter and gets shaded by the house in the heat of the summer. And that would be an ideal location for one. Okay, very good. I'm going to give that a shot. Thanks for your help, Brian. Thank you. Bye, Miles. Uh, Jane and Anthem. Good morning, Jane. How are you? Oh, enjoying the morning, Jane. You know, this is my favorite studio because I get to look at the mountains I used to climb in all the time when I was a kid. Well, I'm an Anthem. I'm looking more at mountains right now. Yes, they're beautiful. I have a question for you about my totem pole cactus mm-hmm. uh, that look like they are black, black on a couple of them. Is it sunburn? It is. And, you know, if you go down with a native in southern Arizona, um, unfortunately, you know, they do succumb to the heat when we have it that intense. Um, have you been watering them? Yep. I, okay. wa- I deep water them. Um, about every three weeks in the okay. summertime. Well, and it was probably, that wouldn't be frequent enough back in July, so that's probably why apps weren't damaged. Um, anything that's just burnt is dry is probably going to be okay. But uh, take a close look, and if you have anything that's soft, you'd want to cut that material away from the plant and get some powdered sulfur and dust sulfur where you make the cut, and that'll help to arrest any bacteria infections you might have. Okay, should I, if I decide to cut the black off anyway, Uh do the powdered sulfur anyway? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and I have one other question for you. I have some Angelita daisies plants in the back um, in uh, gravel. Now, are those going to, God, they look so bad in the middle of them. Am I overwatering? Well, I mean, they should be watered probably at least once a week. Okay, then I'm watering too much because I'm watering once a day in the morning. Oh, no, that's, about, that's, that's, uh, yeah, they don't want to be that wet. Yeah, you know, and, okay. and how, how long have they been planted? Uh, they've been in the ground for years, probably okay. six or seven years. So you just changed big. this watering and felt sorry for them and started watering a lot more? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, well, back off a little and, uh, okay. and they'll dry out pretty quick at 115. Oh, yeah. And it should be this time of year. How often should I be watering them? Oh, weekly. You know, if they're established, okay. weekly should be fine. You know, it, it just was For so what, different in July because we had, pardon? 20 minutes on a drip? Well, two gallons of water on a drip. So I, I don't know how fast your irrigation okay. system puts out water. Okay. And the reason okay. why we want to do two gallons is because it pushes the salts away from the plant. You know, and, and makes them okay. a lot healthier. If we put a little bit of water every day, we're just building up a lot of salt around the plant. So what you might do as you change your system is you might just go ahead and turn it on and run it for a couple hours first and, and then shut it off and readjust it, you know, to weekly. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Jane. Bye-bye. Bye.
Well, and it looks like Mr. Troy Barron has wandered into the newsroom studio here. So we're going to find out what's happening on the planet. We're going to come back with Tom, John, and Elaine. And if you'd like to be after Elaine during the break, you can give Shira a call at 602-277-5827-277. KTR, it's the gang here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM. KTAR. Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. They didn't let just anybody in that club. Took every ounce of heart and sweat and blood To get to wear those game day jerseys down the hall Kings of the school, man, where the boys are fall But let's turn and face the stars and stripes It's batting back them butterflies It's Gilbert, good morning, Thomas. Good morning. Yes, sir. Hey, how often, or how often, and how long should we water cactus? Well, it depends on what kind of cactus and uh, you know how old they are. But uh, it was exceedingly critical this year, especially when we went through that whole month and uh, had absolutely no rain and temperatures above 100 degrees. But for native cactus, things like red barrels and saguaros and, uh, well, even ocotillos and that type of thing, um, ideally, if you want them to grow their fastest, you can water them as often as once a week, but probably once every two weeks more than suffice. And, you know, if we had a normal monsoon, we wouldn't have to water them at all. But uh, yeah. this year, I'd, I'd water them, and I, I would water them. If you haven't watered them much, I'd water them right now. We do have a lot of, uh, you know, callers and customers with dead golden barrels. And like I talked a little earlier about the agaves having problems. And Soros are dropping arms and doing all kinds of strange things. And, uh, you know, it's just because of our intensity. Mine's about six, uh, probably about 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. But it, it looks to me like that's going to get. Loose in the in the wind. Well, if it's been there for a while, it shouldn't. You know, you out there oh. in nature, you don't see many big saguaros fall over, and you don't see many ten footers fall over. You know, and their their root system what? is fairly extensive and goes out, you know, quite a ways away from the plant. How we watered them when we used to do a lot of you know reveg and trans transplanting the large ones is we have a ditch that's about four or five feet off the trunk that we water that ditch, and we do that once a week for transplants um, to keep them happy after they're reestablished. And uh, in our farm where we grow them, we'll water pretty much the same way. We water on one side of the plant uh, about once a week, about five or six feet away from the plants, and they kind of let the water sub for quite a while and get them wet. But if you haven't watered in the summer, I certainly would. Well, no, I have. I've watered it, started watering 
two or three weeks ago when you said to put it out there. Well, it, make, it does certainly help, and we certainly haven't seen much rain around the valley. And just water about once a week, then? Once a week. Is, is rain more, yeah, more than adequate is once a week. Um, but it certainly uh, will keep the plants much healthier. And more important for ones that aren't native here, like the golden barrels, um, you know, a lot of those haven't been watered. But three years ago when we went through that uh, August and we had the real high temperatures, over 115, uh, many of them come to the heat. And this year many have already as well, but ones that weren't watered. Uh, the only thing I've done is lost a couple of arms off of mine. I don't know what kind of a cactus it is, but it must be 10 feet high. And it's got a ton of arms on it, mm-hmm. and it keeps putting out more more arms. And I don't know what to do with them. Well, it depends on what it is. Tom, I'll tell you what, if you want to hang on the air, uh, I'll get your number, and I'll call you after the show. You can send me a picture, okay? Okay. Just hold on. Uh, John in Phoenix, good morning, John. Good morning, Brian. A couple of questions for you. I've got a Mineola t- uh, tangelo that is completely dead until all the leaves are, are shot. Uh, when can I uh, go ahead and cut those back? Well, you can cut it back anytime. Uh, is the wood green still? Well, I've got some green shoots coming out above the, uh, the the graft. Okay. So I think the tree is still alive. So the the better but idea I haven't, I haven't tested yeah the better idea yeah. would be to wrap the trunk or throw a piece of shade cloth over it and go ahead and fertilize it next week and see what pops out. You may be surprised okay. how how much it, you know comes out on the tree and um and be willing to if you see some buds up higher maybe you know sacrifice those lower ones that are growing already and you know citrus tend to really grow very well when it's 100 degrees and midweek you know we're supposed to get past the 115s have a little more monsoon like weather perfect time to feed it so i would shade it if you can and then feed it midweek and see what happens okay another question you always say uh, use a uh, uh, super dry Mm-hmm. Well, I do, but I don't know how much. How much should I put on a tree? How many gallons? Well, it depends on how big the tree is and what you're treating it for. You know, we uh, I actually take into our big pond that holds probably 330,000 gallons of water. And when it's really hot and things are hurting, I'll mix a gallon into 330,000 gallons. And it uh, goes out the injector right to the whole nursery. But, uh, you know, for an average tree, if it's a large tree, you know, something that has a foot in diameter of trunk, you probably want to use an ounce. Just a gallon. Okay. Well, yeah, but, uh, no, but, but use like at least an ounce, you know, not the drops, you know? Oh, an ounce, an, an ounce. ounce. Okay, yeah. That's an ounce gallon. of actual Super Thrive. Yeah, mix in like a five-gallon bucket and then water it in. Okay. Another question I've got, I've got called you before on this. I have an Arizona ash that is leaning to the to the south, and uh, there's very few branches on the right. And you said to, to cut them off. Now, how how close to the uh, to the trunk can I cut them? Well, you want to let it, you know, branch out. And, and you, first off, you never want to cut right up against the trunk, okay? You want to leave it out okay. like at least half an inch or so so it doesn't die back into the wood in the trunk. And probably not mm-hmm. the best time to prune them right now in Arizona. Actually, I'd wait till at least October. October. Okay, and one final question. I want to plant a, a mandarin orange and a, a peach tree. Okay. I want to put them in both at the same time. So when would be the best time to come by and... and you know, take a look at them. Well, probably to plant the, because of the peach, you'd probably want to plant them in October. The oranges, citrus. October. We, by the time you came and picked out a citrus and we got it planted, it's going to be fine. But on the on the peach trees, you want to wait till October. Okay. Well, I like to wait for both of them at the same time. I so. understand. Well, I appreciate the information, Brian. John, have a nice Sunday. Bye-bye. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Elaine in Peoria. Good morning, Elaine. 
Hi, Brian. I called yesterday and you answered my question and I forgot the answer to one of them. <laughs> but I'm 81. What can you expect? So anyhow, I, you know, I do all my gardening in, in five gallon buckets and bigger. And um, you told me to use, um, I have a half full of old, old soil and then I, you told me to use 10, 10, 10 potting soil. Well, 10, 10, 10 fertilizer mixed with your I mean, potting. fertilizer, yeah, what uh-huh. I see. Okay. And then what about, you told me something else to do. Well, so you're, you're growing vegetables in these large pots, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And so Well, five gallons also, but mostly uh mostly the bigger pots. Okay. But yeah, the bigger ones are going to depends on what you're growing and need more space. But no, you can you can you, you want to add in if you're going to go into a container like that and you're going to grow and change crops, you want to buy a high grade potting soil. There's one called Ocean Floor that's a very good one. Uh but there's what other good Ocean Floor. Ocean Floor, uh-huh. And what's it called? A high grade? Well, high grade. So, you know, pretty much when you're buying potting soil, you're going to get what you pay for. There's a big difference in potting soils, how they're made. Some of them will just really eat fertilizer and other ones already have some fertilizer, you know, are basically composted to the point where they're more neutral. So there's different ways. Is there any vegetable that you can't plant in a five-gallon bucket? Well, I mean, some things the plants just get too big. I mean, but that's more summer. Well, like squash might get bigger than that your container will support. Right. You know, but uh, a lot of things, I mean, tomatoes and peppers and all those, you know, just right. a limit kind of, yeah, a one, of one plant per pot in a five gallon. Or you could right, put it right, right. more if you wanted to use a 15 gallon. But, uh, right. you know, a five gallon size container well cared for, you can grow really nice tomatoes or peppers and those kind of things. Okay. And then the other thing is, is my little lemon tree. I've done what you told me. You told me to dump five gallons on it once a week and uh, then don't water it the rest of the week. It's just getting worse and worse. So I don't know if I'm going to lose it or is there any way I can save it? Well, is it in full sun, Elaine? No. Okay. It's so. on the um, south side, but it's between my house and a, and, um, um, a fence. Okay. And it gives... A good amount of sun, but not a lot, lot of sun. Well, not all day. I, I would definitely fertilize it, you know, this week. Okay. okay. As soon as the weather breaks, fertilize it. Light dose of fertilizer. Not too much because it's not very big. And it should pop How out some new growth. Well, like it depends on what or? kind of, well, a cup's going to be an awful lot for now for a small tree. It'd be way too much. So if it's, it was a five gallon, just a little baby tree. Yeah. Okay. So what what we would do is like an open, I like just reach in the fertilizer bag and a citrus food and get like a closed handful. And I don't imagine you're six foot four, so your hands probably aren't that big. But a clo- <laughs> but a, clo- a closed They're handful no. uh, a closed handful would be ideal. And you could do that now and do it again about the first week of October. Okay. Okay. All so right. If you want to use Thank a measuring so spoon, that would be about three or four tablespoons. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Bye bye. Uh, Lee in Queen Creek. Good morning, Lee. Yes. Hello. How are you doing today? Wonderful, sir. Uh, great. Quick question. Um, I want to know the secret to propagating green hop seed. We grow them from seed. You grow them from seed? Mm-hmm. You can grow them from cuttings, but we grow them from seed. And you have to select the seed for the strain that you want because there's lots of different strains around. You know, some have real thin leaves, some thicker leaves, uh, quite a bit of variation to them. But uh, and that's that's how you can grow them. You can certainly buy even a one-gallon or five-gallon, and they'll grow pretty fast. And if you don't need a 1,000 of them, it's probably easier to buy them. Well, that, that's the thing. I, I 
purchased about 50 of them, and, I, and the heat got to maybe a dozen or so. So I was just trying to fill in some gaps, and it really appeared that they're cut. You know, they're just some of these branches are basically, uh, you know, it's like they cut a branch off and, and form. Well, you know, really they're not that easy. Now, you could do that with an oleander leaf, but you're not going to do it with a hop seed. Obviously, gotcha. That's what I, I just—it just appears that way. It so, just appears that way. Okay. You'd, yeah, you'd be better off to go ahead and plant. Just buy some new ones and plant them to match up. Gotcha. Thanks, Lee. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye bye. Uh, let's see. We're gonna take a short break. We're gonna come back with Ron and surprise. Then Dean and Scottsdale. Then it could be you. All you have to do is give Miss Sure a call. Number to call: six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven two seven seven KTAR. I guess there's a chance of some rain up in Payson, but uh, I want to take a moment and invite you out to Whitfields. You know, Whitfields, we grow trees. Started with my grandparents back in the 40s, continuing today for four generations. If you need trees, any kind, any size, come out and see us. We specialize in citrus, but we also have all types of beautiful shade trees. Ones that plant well in the summertime, things like uh, American mesquites and ironwoods and Palo Verdes and beautiful fruitless olive trees. And believe it or not, it's a really good time to plant citrus right now, too. It's warm enough that it'll root out and really get going. And by the time we get it planted, we'll be past Tuesday. And I, I don't think we're going to see 115 much more after this week because if nothing else, the days are getting shorter. Anyway, come out and visit us. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2640 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of Sky Harbor Airport. Whitfield Nursery now for four generations growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. We're also, by the way, Arizona's largest uh, grower of landscape palm trees. So if you're looking for date palms, Mexican fans, California fans, come out and see us. We deliver plant guarantee. No jobs too big, none too small. We have hundreds of acres of palm trees growing right here in the state uh let's see next up we have ron and surprise good morning ron good morning brian thank you for taking my call uh i have two questions about two plants i have a golden barrel and then i have another cactus i don't know the name of it but it's growing horizontally 
rather than vertically, and it's fairly large. And it tends to turn up a little bit towards the sky. I don't know the name of it, but the golden barrel and this other cactus are turning uh, a yellowish color. I know, I think you said uh, they should be watered. Yes, absolutely, Ron. But is there anything else I can do for them? Uh, you can give them a light dose of fertilizer, um, and you could do that. I wouldn't, you know, do it today, but I would do it midweek. You know, as soon as the weather breaks a little bit, maybe ahead of mm-hmm. a little monsoon storm, and okay. and they'll green up and get, you know, the golden barrels get more intense and the spines turn more golden because of our lumens, how much light we have, you know, more than almost any place on the planet. And I think they're really special here, grown in full sun. Um, some of the other cactus, though, they are going to yellow, but they'll green back up in the fall as the, as the weather breaks, and it's been a long hot summer, so. So it's been especially hard in them. But, uh, you know, at least weekly watering, uh, light fertilization uh, mid next week. And, uh, you know, the days are getting shorter. They're going to be happier. Well, I'm glad. Okay, now the other question I have is actually for my neighbor who's not here and won't be here till October. He's got uh, three agaves. Uh, They all look like they're headed towards agave heaven. And he's not here. The only thing he has is a landscaper who comes in and trims the plants. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, these agave, one of them is like folded over and it looks black on the inside. Ron, they're probably all infested with insects and they probably are all dead. Okay, so, so what would be best if do? you would have his gardener remove them? That's and, it. And then well then treat the soil around them, okay? Uh, okay. There's a product called Talstar, and you can mix it up in a bucket and just pour it all around in there and kill the insects that are remaining uh, to keep them from spreading to other agaves in the neighborhood. Okay. That's great. All right, thank you so very Thanks, much Ron. Have a nice for weekend. useful information. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Bye-bye. Uh, Dean and Scottsdale. Good morning, Dean. Howdy. Morning. I've got an, an ash tree I planted too close to a pool. Mm-hmm. And it loses its leaves, which is fine, but then the leaves come back. It's got all those little, I call them seed pods, but I don't know what they are. They are seeds. Like it's a billion. female ash tree. What do I do with this? With the tree or the seeds or the whole program? <laughs> exactly. Dean, it's probably to start over, okay? And and what you'll want to do is you'll want to, um, when you come back, plant an ash tree that's grafted, okay, down in the bottom portion of the tree to see where it's grafted. So, and then you'll know for sure that it's going to be a male and then plant a little further away from the pool. So ash trees can be great trees by pools because they are typically very clean. However, when you have a female ash, you know, that's not the case. So if you find one and buy it that has um, a graft on it, you'll know that it's not a going to be a female tree. And you probably want to keep the trunk at least 10 feet away from the pool if that's possible. Yeah, this is, yeah. That's what I was afraid of. I don't know if you can spray it like an olive tree or not. Or- you can. I mean, you you can spray it with Florel in the spring when it blooms. So it's going to bloom. Uh, how long is it without leaves? Is it real quick? Uh, like probably two, two or three months, yeah. Okay, then it's probably some type of... Uh, we got irrigated a lot. Uh-huh. So it's it's an Arizona ash. So the first thing it's going to put out is going to be its flowers. 
So when it starts to come out in the spring, if you spray, spray the tree with Florel, that'll burn off most of the flowers. You'll still get some seed, but not near as many. But you just have to be, you know, watching. And the first thing that's going to come out will be the flower. So spray it as soon as it blooms. And it doesn't seem like blooming is the, what, the word, but that's what it's actually doing. And spray it as soon as it blooms and you'll, you'll knock off 90% of those seeds. Well, that'd be great. I'd knock off a billion. <laughs> oh, I understand, Dean. We we had a big air, a big shamalash at our house, and you know I didn't have the heart to cut it down when we moved in. And twenty years later, I finally agreed with my wife that it was probably time for it to go, and uh, we endured it for a long time. Well, we planted this tree fifteen, sixteen years ago, and that was causing us problems. So. Okay, well, that's nothing about tr- trimming off the ground. Yeah, yeah, you, right. you can do that. Thanks, fighting. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Next, we have uh, Tim in Phoenix. Hello, Tim. Hello, Brian. Thanks for calling, taking my call. Yes, sir. Got a couple questions. Uh, about four, almost five years ago, I planted uh, a Lisbon lemon. Uh, I think it's a Mexican lime and a Caracara orange tree in a, <clears throat> in a five-foot diameter uh, basin. And I put six inches of woody mulch in it and watered it and fertilized it like I was supposed to or like I was told to. And so far, uh, they've, they've sunk into the ground. So evidently what I did, I didn't do it right anyway. But well, I yeah, your mulch just now, wasn't composted. And so as it deteriorates, it shrinks. So what I did to keep the soil from being around the, the trunk, I took uh, some uh, plastic buckets and cut them in half and a hole in the bottom and stuck them in there to keep this stuff away from it mm-hmm. but they have not produced anything in five years how how much have they grown uh probably only about a foot i, I think tim it's probably time to start over that's you know honestly if you plant if you plant a 15 gallon lemon tree you know we are 15 gallon lemons are about six feet tall and we would expect for it to grow three to four foot the first year oh my so, you know, okay, yeah. and, and then you don't need to add any more mulch. It's already in there. It's composted down now. But I, I would pull them out, start over. You know, you can, you can set them on top of the ground and they'll grow roots through the bottom of the bucket and grow even if you don't plant them. But when trees get planted too deep, they really get studded and have all kinds of problems. So I, I think it'd be, you know, far and ahead just to start over. Yeah, they're all, okay. they're all, they're all in the same hole. They're in three different holes. No, they're all, all in different holes. Okay. So, but if that's all they're growing, you know, they're, they're, they're really hurting. And it's just, uh, you yeah. know, if you take and refill those holes back in, you know, fill the holes up with some more dirt back inside and plant the trees, you know, level with the dirt. If you've got a well around to capture the water, uh, they're going to come out and grow yeah. a lot faster. And there's just no reason to waste the time with the ones that are in that poor condition. Okay, that's what I thought. And one one other quick question on um, pepper plants, bell peppers, jalapeno peppers. In order to keep them for the next season, is there any any trimming that has to be done or should be done? Yeah, you, in can order pr- to you can you can prune it again? back. They're not like tomatoes, so you can prune peppers back, and they'll come back and you know regrow and flower. And you know, usually peppers, if they don't freeze, you can keep them for about three years. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, all righty, very Thanks. good. Thank you very much. Appreciate your help. Uh, Wana and Surprise, good morning. Hello? Wana? 
Juana, we've only had 30 uh, seconds. Yes. I'm going to have to put you back on hold because Hello? we have a hard break, Juana. We will come back to you after we find out what's happening with the news. And in the meantime, others can give Shira a call at 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KTAR.